Drop the Subject. Okay, let's get this thing going. This is Drop the Subject. I am Allie Johnson, and I am joined by who is next to me today? Travel Anderson. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me back. Um, uh, yes, of course. Very, very much enjoyed having you on last week, and so why not continue the trend? You know. And uh, we have lots to get to today. A very exciting show for you. We have Just the Tip Tuesday. This is something we do every Tuesday, Travel. Today we will be talking about the do's and don'ts of the public swimming pool. I was at a public sw- swimming pool this past weekend, and I saw a couple doing something very annoying, so I was like, Uh-oh. you know what? What are the most annoying people at the swimming pool? Why don't we really break this down? <laughs> uh, there's a, We also have to talk about queer dating apps. Uh, later, I know that you're friends with Jarrett. I'm, I'm going to be talking to Jarrett because he's in New York, and he, has, he wants me to help him with his Tinder game. Oh, yes. So he is going to give me some of the prospective people that he can swipe on, what their picture <laughs> is, what their basic information is. I get to ask a couple follow-up questions and then I decide whether he swipes left or swipes right. That's going to be right. so much fun. It's going to be great. I That's love having the wonderful. power. <laughs> Travel, you're somebody, I'm, I don't know you super well yet, but you Uh-oh. strike me as somebody who has a lot of friends. I have, I'm, I'm actually, I don't use that F word loosely. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I have a lot of colleagues, you know, a lot of people that I know. Okay. Um, but not that many friends. So when you when you consider the word friend, if you're using the F word, that's somebody who's like there for you, they're your clutch. They're yes. there for you all the time. They're coming to everything that you're doing. Exactly. Okay. Because you know, in in this city, everybody thinks they're your friend, but it's just because like they want something from you. Okay. So this is why I'm I'm asking mm-hmm. because I've always been a person who I didn't think really had a lot of friends, mm. and uh, but there are a lot of people around here who say that you're they're your friend and, and then maybe or I'm like maybe they maybe they do consider themselves to be my friend and I'm just a crappy friend mm. because I I've been doing a couple of side projects one of which is a, a pilot that I'm trying to get off the ground mm-hmm. butch pal for the straight gal oh all, all female queer eye right very exciting and it required me to do a crowdfunding campaign, which, I mean, if you have a friend who's doing a crowdfunding campaign, you're like, <laughs> okay, here we go, right? So that was, there were people who supported me during that. Yes. Some great friends, right? Then I started doing a little bit of stand up. Mm-hmm. So then a lot of these places around here, they require you to bring friends. Friends, yes. So then I had to go to some of those same friends and be like, hey, why don't you support me? doing stand-up for like the first time and they're like oh can I just donate money to your campaign again (laughs) so they're like okay so they came to that I feel very very happy and lucky to have friends like that who came to support me then it's like oh that was great why don't you do another stand-up show and bring 10 more people and I'm like I can't ask these same friends like I'm asking so much of these poor friends (laughs) am I like but that's what they're supposed to do they're supposed to show up for you when you need them all the time all every single time (laughs) that they can okay I mean but then like now okay so now this weekend Mm -hmm. we are doing a little uh, LGBT comedy night to raise a little more money for the pilot because we're going to be shooting next month so it's just like it's a lineup of some great you know queer comedians and you know we're, we're trying to pack the house and everything we got a great headliner and I'm reaching out to the same friends to be like hey and it's not even me doing stand up it's like <laughs> come support other like my my, my new friends, friends, my friends. Yeah, yes. that are going to be doing this and and 
now I'm like, are they, can they really not go? Or are they just like, I can't, like, I'm broke being this woman's friend because I have to support all of her stupid crap. Not that it's stupid, but you know what I mean. Well, I feel like a, a necessary part of friendship is a sacrifice, whether that's financial or whether that's time. Okay. Um, you know, because you, you want to feel supported in the things that you do. But I also want to support them in the things that they do, but they they're doing not doing things? anything. Okay, well, then listen. Like, a lot of my you friends aren't in. That. Okay. You can't help that. So it's just a Tell one-way street. Tell them to get their stuff together. Okay? Tell them that they need Why to get active. Why don't you do stand-up so I can go see your show? <laughs> because some some of my friends, they're not in the entertainment industry at all. Right. They're like, you know, in mental... A lot of them are in mental health or they do finance or whatever. So I'm not, I'm not going to their stuff right. because they're just kind of going to their nine to five and things like that. Well, so, what if it's like... What if you return the favor just by like taking them out to brunch? Getting them, you know, okay. taking them to the movies. Like something small that you can do to like show your appreciation for them. Okay, yeah. Um, and I that they to... know that you 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 recognize the sacrifices that they've done for you. Brunch is definitely a good one. That's uh, treating them to something. Yes. Uh, uh, helping them move when they need it. Well, I would not suggest that, but... <laughs> Uh, as somebody who j- I literally just moved two weeks ago, everything's still in boxes. I'm so thankful for my two friends who moved literally everything because uh-huh. I I don't I don't I don't do physical activity. Uh, <laughs> it's on my rider so list. So <laughs> I listen. I just I was like either y'all are going to help me or I'm going to hire people. So you let wow. me know. Wow. Okay. So they offered to help. Well, I wouldn't say they offered, but <laughs> they did show up um, and they made it happen. So you sat and and, t- and told your friends, put that box here, I pick mean, up that shelf. I picked up a thing or two. <laughs> you know, I did what I could. Okay, so then what did you do to reciprocate? Did you reciprocate in any way? Did you take um, them out for a drink or brunch or... I got them breakfast. At least I was supposed to get them breakfast. Uh, <laughs> okay. That didn't happen, but would you, that was did the you plan. Tr- did you treat them better than you would have treated the movers? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> You guys want any water? Water or anything? Good? Yeah, it was All fine. Right, I'm go. They were okay. We did it early. It was just a couple hours. It was fine. Oh, okay. If it's just a couple hours. Yeah, I, I threw everything like... away. So it was literally just my bed and some boxes. That, that helps. Moved. That helps. Because, yeah, my neighbor just moved and I saw a couple of friends of theirs that I have never seen before <laughs> helping them move. And I was like, how in the hell did you get these people that, I mean, I would only ask, my, my wife would barely help us move. <laughs> if I was like, I need movers. She would be like, we're hiring movers. Listen, uh, you, you know? got a, first world problems, okay? We're, <laughs> Speaking of, uh, there's a new segment that I want to debut today called First World Problems because, yeah, there are a lot of crazy problems out in this world that are very important, but then there's also really dumb problems that people seem to care about, and there's a hot tub <laughs> scam going on, everyone. <laughs> it's being covered by the news anchors in Houston, I believe, so we will break that down. Uh, well, thank you, Travel. You make me feel a little bit better. I should do something for my friends to reciprocate. Maybe I'll throw a big party for all of them and then I'll be like, please come to my party. (laughs) It's for you, I promise. Give me $15 for the admission. Uh, Okay, most annoying people at the pool. We will get into that next uh, for Just the Tip Tuesday. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and Travel Anderson. Keep sticking around. You're listening on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. 
Yes, this is the new Channel Q, and this is Drop the Subject you're listening to. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow along with any other things that we have posting throughout the week. You can vote on certain things. You have the power. It's not just us up here talking up a storm. You contribute to the conversation. You can also download the podcast. If you can't listen to the whole show, that's no problem. All you have to do is go to Drop the Subject wherever you find your podcast, or of course on Radio com to catch up with everything. Travel Anderson is with me today. Hello. Hello. And we are about to get deep and dirty deep talking about and dirty. public pools. Well, deep and dirty yeah. seems appropriate. <laughs> yep, because both of the <laughs> usually a public pool is like that. Or just shallow and dirty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a pool at my building and we went there this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It's probably first opportunity we were able to do that. Summer's here. You know, you feel it in the air. Of course, it's a little gloomy today, but still, you have that summer feeling. Yes. You want to go catch some some rays. I, I For me, I just got a horrible sunburn and then had to hermit hermitize myself for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> but still, uh, it's, it's always a nice and relaxing time. But in a public pool situation, you're always around strangers. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be inevitably things that they do that annoy you. Listen. There are lots of things. Lots. And there are 10 of them listed here. Okay. But there is something that happened to me that is not on this list. So let's let's just go through it, and then I'm going to tell you about what happened at, at my in my public pool experience gotcha. this past weekend. So these, according to the internet, are the 10 most annoying people at any given public pool. Number 10. A mom walks in with her swollen diaper baby. And decides, hey, it's baby's first swim time. And then baby has accident in pool mm. and ruins pool experience for everybody. I don't know how this is only number 10. <laughs> I would say, should be up a little higher, uh, yeah. probably? Because this actually happened to me as well. Uh, I pooped in the pool. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I, was at a, I was at a pool and there was a little kid, you know, two, three years old. Mm-hmm. And he got in the pool and he was playing with some of his friends. And I was on a lawn chair just wa- observing. And, and Lucky you. Yeah. So I was not in the pool when this happened. And I all of a sudden saw the color change. And permeate throughout the shallow end. And then I saw all the unsuspecting adults, like, on the other end of the shallow end, just like, anyway, so then he said, like, fine, I'll go out with him again. Oh, God. And I was like, get out, get out! (laughs) They're like, it's fine, this is okay, it's it's fine. I signed up for this. Right. Uh, So that that, that can be a real downer, because literally no one can swim after that happens. And I know some people like to parent shame, like, oh, don't bring your kid, you know, if they're three years old and they're not potty trained yet. But also, it's unpredictable. You don't know what your kid's going to do. But also everybody's peeing in the pool. Come on now. Everyone's peeing in the pool. This kid (laughs) did something Something completely ungodly in that pool. Okay, number nine. The walking sick. I hate this. This is the person who shows up and they are on death's door. They are like the literal (laughs) walking dead. They're heaving. They're snotting. Listen. And maybe they don't have a Kleenex with them because they're in the pool and then they're out of the pool, they're in the pool and then they're out of the pool and then they're like, I have to blow my nose, but it's the free for all here at the public pool. So that's a type of person that was there. I actually think maybe my wife was that, she wasn't that gross, but she was still kind of sick. Right. 
But I mean, of course, if you're, if you're recovering, I mean, she was on the mend, so she was coughing and stuff, but it wasn't anything that was overly gross, right. in my opinion. But you never know. There could have been somebody 10 feet away from us that was like, well, get that right. sick lesbian out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eight. The bros, the the pool bros. Mm. Now these sometimes they can be quiet bros that are unassuming and don't bother you. Usually Other, not. Usually not if there are tribal tattoos involved. <laughs> That's not the case. Okay. If if there's two of them, they are like a force like none other. Listen, it's a mess. It's a real They're mess. They're probably trying to play volleyball or something in the pool. <laughs> totally. Water polo. And they're trying to get other people involved as well that don't want anything to do with them. Like, hey, why don't you play with us? Come, Come on, on, dude. It's fine. Come on, bro. Yeah. Play. Come on. We're just going to sit there. <laughs> So there are definitely people like that. Uh, they are usually loud and obnoxious. They can ruin any peaceful afternoon by the pool. That's like if you're hanging out by the pool, there's not a lot of people there. And then the gym bros enter and they've right. got a six pack of Corona. You're like, oh, here it goes. You're like, time to go. It's time for me to go. Number two in the pool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number seven, the lap swimmers. These are the people that they go to a public pool and think it's their own private pool. Yeah, they're there to work out. They're there to have their morning workout. <laughs> Sometimes it's a really peaceful old guy, and he's there, and he's got his little speedo, and he's got his little like his goggles. goggles on. Yeah, and he's got a swim cap, and he's like ready to get in, and he's annoyed with every single other person that's there just like, because why are they're you there. Here? He's like, "This is my time." Yeah, there's no lanes. <laughs> there's no. I mean, if you're swimming laps, it really does. Especially if he's the first one in, you feel like you can't. Because he's definitely get in. there when it opened. Oh yeah. Like other people are right. still there enjoying their, they're trying to enjoy their pool time, and he is there screwing it up and taking up the entire pool. All right, one more, and then we must take a little break. The wounded warrior. What is more disgusting than being at a pool relaxing when someone waltzes in with what seems like a two-inch knife gash in their leg? So this is like the. I mean, even if it's a scab, it doesn't have to be bleeding. But if they walk in and they've obviously got something going on you're like don't get in a public pool like that you're like that's not that's not sanitary yeah for me or for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's really helping no one okay there's a few more things here and then i also want to share my addition to this list so stick around you're listening to drop the subject on your radio and radio.com drop the subject we'll be right back drop the subject all right, this is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and special guest, Travel Anderson. Hello. Who I would help move any day. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I didn't even realize the off-air conversation, which was that your friend ended up buying you breakfast. Yes, we weren't going to say that on air on purpose. <laughs> it ruins the narrative. <laughs> I'm sorry I outed you. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> no, I just think, I'm like, that's impressive. Great you know, job. But the, you're right. Those are what friends are for. Those are the real friends. Okay. We've been talking about annoying people at the pool. This is for Just the, just the Tip Tuesday, which we sh- it's, uh, it's our opportunity to share life advice, life hacks, tips and tricks to get you through this thing we call life. So this week, we've been talking about the 10 most annoying people at the public pool, which is a likely spot where you will be this summer. We've already gone over the diaper baby, the person who's super sick that shows up at the pool and is hacking up a storm. The bros, the pool bros, 
the people who lap swim, who decide that the public pool is their private lap pool that they're going to ruin everyone else's time with. The wounded warrior, the one who obviously has a giant gash in their leg and decides to get into a public pool. And Emmy, our uh, our producer, she also said that uh, the floating Band-Aid is another thing that mm-hmm. is annoying about the wounded warrior is that you don't know where it came from. Maybe the wounded warrior has come and gone. If you've got a Band-Aid, just don't go to the pool. <laughs> If you have any Band-Aid on. Listen, stay home. <laughs> Even if Recuperate. it's a minor cut. <laughs> Recuperate. Because then you're going to get like chlorine in your thingamabobbin. Like, I'm looking out for you, honestly. You. I actually do have a tiny little cut on my finger, so you think I should not go to the pool. I mean, I I would advise against it. <laughs> What if it gets infected with something else in the pool? Yeah, with all the the other people Your one through five. Might fall off. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I would also like to quickly add to this list. I know that it's disgusting if you see a, a floating band aid. You might want to get out of the pool. But I would also like to add the girl who freaks out anytime there's anything in the pool whatsoever, <laughs> because that is my wife who went to the pool and decided it was too dirty and that there was part of a bee in it. So she took the the little pool cleaner thing, skimmed the top of the pool. (laughs) Someone even thanked her because she was going through the entire pool skimming it. Then she sat back down and was like, there's still something in there. I was like, you cleaned the whole pool and then you still did not go in it? Listen. She did it for others. It wasn't about her that day. <laughs> I mean, what about wind? What about a leaf or a twig that's always going to be something? She's like, do they clean this thing? I'm like, yes, they clean it every day. It's outside. It's an outside pool. Okay, moving right along. Number five, the hairball. The person who is extremely overly hairy to the point like they look like a wet Chewbacca in the pool. Uh, this also applies... <laughs> To the lady, what? Okay, the lady with the string cheese hair that seems to be shedding like a frightened papillon. Oh, okay, I get it. Do everyone a favor and trim the chest slash back slash armpit slash butt hair, and ladies, pull the stringy mop up like uh, into a bun. I think this is a little hair shamey. It's it is it it is. Um, however, <laughs> have you ever just been swimming? And then, like, you come up out of the water, and there's like a string of hair. That's right not yours. Your eye. And it's like, my, my hair's not blonde. Like, also not this long. This is disgusting right now. You know, I'm just saying. The worst is when it's on your actual mouth. Like, you're like, okay, this is somebody else's. It's not mine. And then you look over to the five people in the pool next to you, and you're like, who did this belong to? It's like, one of you. Just, just walk up to them. Is this yours? Is, is this, this yours? Is this your mop? I think this is yours. Uh, okay, number four the children of the corn. Ugh, These are basically, in a, without. I mean, it's basically unsupervised children, especially, I would say, even in singular forms, whether it's singular or in groups, unsupervised children are always a bummer at the pool. Of course, they're having the time of their lives. They're not thinking about you or anybody else, (laughs) which is, I mean, they're just kids having fun. As they should. Yeah. But it also could mean that they're using the area right in front of your lawn chair as a diving board. (laughs) Or they're throwing a ball back and forth, but no one can catch it. So then it's always running into your, like, it's always hitting your ass. And you're trying to lay out. Or I'm something always like the that. person who's like, I'm concerned for their safety. Right. If they're running, sprinting. Right. It's just like, oh my God, slow down, calm down. Diving into like the, the three foot area. Right. <laughs> you're like, that's not smart. Don't and then, do like, that. like the mom's on the phone or something and not paying any attention. And you're like, what is going on? All right. 
Speedo guy. This is another one that I don't mind that much. The person who's wearing the European Speedo or Listen, even a thong I'm the, bikini. I'm the Speedo person. Yeah, I don't mind Don't that. have the body for it, but I have the confidence for it, right? And so like it, it, it goes enough. Yeah, I was at a beach when I was in um, Europe and I was like, this is a fascinating scenario here. Like everybody <laughs> was just barely wearing anything and I was like, this makes the, this is very enjoyable to watch. So I don't have a problem with that. Uh, number two is, I don't, I don't, this one I don't feel like happens that much anymore, but maybe it does. The creepy suntan lotion guy, the person that out of nowhere walks over to you and is like, hey, can I help you put on your suntan lotion? Uh, <laughs> I really hope that that person is not around in most scenarios. And then finally, the drunkard. Mm. There's nothing more annoying than a bunch of drunks at the pool. We all want to have a good time, but no one wants to hear you your drunk rendition of Katy Perry's Dark Horse after you've had <laughs> s- seven wine coolers. Of all songs. The one I would like to add to this list also that I saw personally is, I, and I felt a little creepy doing this, but me and Katy noticed a couple that was making out for at least seven minutes straight. We counted. We mm. timed it. They were making out hardcore. Is it the like, length of time that's the problem or the making out? The making out was okay, but it was a long, long <laughs> make out. I mean, it's just like bordering on second base. They right really in love front each of everybody. other. <laughs> or they just met. I was like, this better be their first kiss because this is a really long one. Okay. We have to take a break. When we get back, I we do have to get to coming to terms because there's a new interesting story about Willow Smith and her polyamory, which I think we should get down and deep oh, and dirty yes. into that. But we also have news that are losing coming up and so much more. You're listening to Drop the Subject on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. This is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson, and I'm joined by special guest Travel Anderson. Yes, yes, yes. Lovely having you with me. Glad to be here. And we've been we've covered a lot so far. We covered annoying pu- people at the public pool. We've talked about whether I'm an annoying friend. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots to come, though. We have to do coming to terms, which uh, Willow Smith just came out as polyamorous, and uh, our producer Ginger Justin had a lot of questions about what uh, about polyamory as a sexual orientation or just a lifestyle mm-hmm. choice. So I think it was it'll be interesting to break it down. We always break it down Sesame Street style with coming to terms because we accept even as members of the LGBTQ plus community, we recognize that it might be a little difficult. It's hard out here, okay? It is it is hard out here, and you want to be respectful. You want to make sure you're woke. You want to make sure that you're not offending anybody. Right. But you also, it's okay to have questions. Questions are important. They are. And it, it, you shouldn't feel bad for asking those Never. questions. Is that right? So, uh, but before we get to all that, we have to decide on the headline selection for News That Are Lose It. And Travel Anderson, I'm going to give you five headlines. You decide what we talk about. You have the power uh, to decide whether we News it or lose it. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. I know Jarrett Hill is joining us later on the show, so he's going to be very jealous if if you decide to news this without him. (laughs) But Jeopardy Superstar. To compete in the World Series of Poker. James Holzhauer is now competing in the World Series of Poker. Lose it, girl. (laughs) I don't even see how the skills translate, but okay. (laughs) I'll take that pot of money for 200. (laughs) What does this card mean? No, literally. Um, Well, he's a professional poker player. Oh. So that's why he was really, well, I guess he was a sports gambler. 
Oh. So maybe now they're giving oh, him so a that's how he was good at like that's how he was navigating good. the scoring. Right. Exactly. The, yes, well, he okay. was good at betting. Betting. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. Uh, that's the word. That's that's the word. I take it you're not a gambling person. Oh, no. I like to keep my money for myself. <laughs> right. Makes sense. I wish I had the same discipline. OK. Headline number two. Why your emotion and sen- uh, why your emotions and senses go haywire on an airplane? Uh, news it. Okay. Headline number three. I tried lymphatic drainage boots, and here's what happened. Don't even know what that means, but news it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd click I, on that. I mean, I saw that headline. I was like, what the F does this mean? Uh, let's figure it out. All right. We're going to go through that journey together. Yes. Okay. And then Republican a-hole Doug Lamborn seeks to defund PBS after Gay Arthur episode. <sighs> News it, fine. (laughs) Let's talk about this (laughs) jerk. Uh, Okay, headline. Let's see what I'm at. Okay, finally, headline number five. Want to improve your physical performance? The answer lies in the poop of elite runners. I refuse. Lose it. (laughs) I refuse. Okay, cool. That's fine. We're doing three stories then. Uh, We'll cover why your emotion and senses go haywire on an airplane, right? I tried lymphatic drainage boots, and here's what happened. And Republican a-hole Doug Lamborn seeks to defund PBS after Gay Arthur episode. We'll get to all that, so stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject on your radio. Your radio. And (laughs) radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. She's right. She's right, you know. This is the new Channel Q. And this is Drop the Subject. Allie Johnson here, and Travel Anderson is with me, my, my partner in crime today. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks for having me. And now we must get into the stories that you chose, yes. Travel. You are... I'm at fault for all of this. You are at fault for all of this. <laughs> well, these are all stories that interest me as well. So it's not like you're twisting my arm or anything. I've always wanted to know about why our emotions and senses go haywire on an airplane. So let's get into it. This is News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. anybody who is more likely to cry on an airplane or watching a movie or just in general they're more emotional um maybe i think i think i know people who are just like ornery on on planes yeah yeah i think that i'm very ornery on planes Mm -hmm. there's also i think people are at their most annoying when they're on an airplane you know they're doing things that like taking their shoes off in public places and (laughs) you know things like that or cutting cutting in line really bothers me so there are just pet peeves i guess so it's all heightened a Mm -hmm. little bit but i have a friend who cries every single time she flies I'm confused. So there's a reason for this. People's emotions in general, whether it's annoyance, being ornery, Mm -hmm. being emotional, and and being uh, more likely to cry. Of course, we all know babies love to cry on airplanes, Mm, but there's actually a psychology behind this. My friend will watch any, any movie, whether it's a screwball comedy or a drama or even like a like a, a, a Verizon commercial. She will cry <laughs> on an airplane. And apparently there's a reason for this. Jody DeLuca, who is a clinical psychologist in Colorado, 
she considers the effect of altitude on emotions one of her areas of interest. And she says that passengers might feel a lack of control over their environment or a sense of anxiety that something bad could happen on the plane. So basically, your subconscious anxiety of the situation and losing control will make your hormones kind of go out of whack. It will Your brain will actually produce a stress hormone, which can result in an increased heart rate, faster breathing. And it's not just psychological or emotional. It's also a physical and physiological event. It's never any one variable, and that's important. We are cognitively, psychologically, emotionally compromised mm. when you're in an airplane scenario. And then you combine, combine that with possible fatigue, immobilization, high altitude, resu- reduced oxygen in the blood, and dehydration due to the dry air. It's a wonder everyone isn't blubbering constantly. It sounds like to me that that person just needs to go to therapy. You just got some things you need to work out, sis. Right. Like, if you get in the air and, you know, all these things are coming out, I mean, maybe if you can't afford therapy and you can afford a really short flight instead. <laughs> Help you get out all those emotions. Yeah, you know? it's just a way to get it. I mean, it's the, it's, the, yeah, it's the flight staff, really, that has to deal with you. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's interesting. She says travelers should consider coping strategies in advance. Bring things that are calming for them, like a puzzle book. (laughs) You could do Sudoku while you're, you know, going through turbulence. Hey, you know, I never do like crossword puzzles or Sudoku anything, but I will do it on a plane. Mm. I've recently downloaded the New York Times crossword puzzle app. Oh, really? Um, and they give you a, a puzzle, at, like a small puzzle to do every day. Um, do you do that? I do it every day. Do you finish it? Of course. Cause they're, they're, of they're, course. <laughs> Those things are so hard. Are you no, kidding? No, these are, they're like smaller than the normal ones that you find in the newspaper. They're okay. really cute. It's, and, it's, and it's simple. Okay. So it's like. you all. It also has a, a, this an Keanu option. This Keanu is in Build Section <laughs> Adventure. Yeah. It also has an option where like you can like automatically check things as you're typing it. So like it'll let you know, girl, that's not it. Okay. Got it. That's, so that's what I need. I yeah. need for Sudoku too. If I put a six and they're like, no. Yeah. And I'm like. Okay, seven, eight, nine, one. <laughs> I guess someone consider that cheating. But it says you could also bring video games, favorite food, mm. a cozy blanket, anything but an airplane blanket. Just do things that make the environment as much as you possibly can comfortable. They could just do like me. Go to, I go to sleep before the plane even leaves the ground. I literally get on the plane. Is that natural? Or do you, literally. Take, you take something? Oh, no, no, natural. Oh, okay. Like I sit down in my window seat pop my head onto that window and I'm out. You see, I think I could do that when I was younger, but now I cannot sleep on planes and I don't know what it is. Listen, I am out. Uh, before they take off. Before before we're finished boarding. <laughs> I am gone. Okay? And usually don't wake up until we're about to land. You're like, you could have been that person that we talked about this story yesterday. A person uh, was flying in an airplane and then she woke up and the plane was parked and nobody was on the plane. <gasps> <laughs> so that <can> happen. <laughs> she, they didn't, no, no one what, woke her up. The, she that's disrespectful. <laughs> that's disrespectful. But my point was that it's also really embarrassing to get woken up by strangers. Yeah, like hi, honey. Travel, you're sleeping. All right, I'm not going to say Travel because I don't know you, stranger. Right. Excuse me. Can you? It's time to get up. But or the, like, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate, but that's why I just, you know, you use the bathroom before you get on the plane. Yeah, no, I, I strategically make sure I don't have to go to the bathroom on yeah. the airplane if I can help it. Okay. I tried lymphatic drainage boots, and here's what happened. You know, when I actually read about this story, because I had just read the headline, I didn't click on it. Now that I had some time to click on this and read this, I have done this. <gasps> so 
I have tried lymphatic drainage boots, and here's what happened. Uh, I went to, I got a coupon to go to this cryo place, you know, where you, mm. they put you in really cold temperatures. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I went is because they told me it was really good for, I have like a knee thing. So mm-hmm. they said it's really good if you have like sore joints or you have injuries or whatever. So we went, and then I didn't realize that they do a bunch of other stuff other than cryo putting yourself in a, in a vapor tank. <laughs> uh, and one of the things was this. I didn't know that it was called a lymphatic drainage boot, but they were like, well, we could put your legs in these basically hot pants that like inflate mm. and it's just, they're like compression boots. Like it'll, it, it kind of feels like your whole body's being put in a, like a blood pressure ah, uh, yes. rear. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you put these big oversized pants on and you lay there and they hook it up to a machine and then they press a button and all of a sudden it starts filling up with air and you're like, <laughs> and then it just keeps getting more and more and more more pressure it's actually a really lovely feeling i didn't know that it was for drainage they said it it was just like circulation or something yes it helps with circulation and i didn't know you could get them for your arms you can get them for your waist your hips or anything you can get a little uh drainage whatever compression vest or whatever for any part of your body that you feel like you Mm. need to drain but i don't even know if it really helped or did much but it felt real nice (laughs) and he threw it in with all the stuff that we were doing it was free or you had a coupon yeah, That's good. he was basically like, why don't you try this too? And then this. I was like, all right, cool. I'm with the compression boots. So that's what that's like. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the most widely talked about wedding of 2019. I think we all know what we're talking about. It was a joyous, lavish wedding. It made national news. I'm talking about none other than the wedding of Mr. Ratburn and a male armadillo on the show, Arthur. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I didn't even know this, but Jane Lynch guest hosted that episode. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize that part. Um, so I think this is a very important moment for LGBT history to see characters like this being represented in children's animation. It's a narrative that needs to be told, obviously, but one person disagrees. Womp womp. And that person is named Doug Lamborn, who is a Republican congressman in Colorado's 5th District in the mm. House of Representatives. And he submitted a bill to defund the broadcast, to defund PBS this week after an, uh, after the episode of Arthur came out. Uh, and he said that basically, here's his argument. Enough is enough. It is time to stop sending our hard-earned tax money to support programming that is objectionable to many Americans. That's why I'm reintroducing a bill to cut off all federal funding for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, which funds PBS. Bummer town. But he could at least, uh, you could literally just change the channel. Yeah. You it's could really change that the simple. Channel. And you know what? Arthur's doing better viewership. Like, they, their viewership has skyrocketed since this. So they should, by any stretch it was of the imagination, they should double the amount of gay couples. <laughs> because people are super into Arthur. Listen, now. then the Republicans are really going to have their stuff in a tinsy, okay? <laughs> well, they can go to a different, yeah, you're right. They can go to a different network for that. There's plenty of white hetero content out there that they can pick Listen, from, right? Just turn the Fox News. I'm sure they've got some animated programming for you. <laughs> Oh, the new episode of White Guys is on. How exciting. (laughs) All right. We have to take a break. When we come back, coming to terms, Willow Smith has come out as polyamorous. We're going to talk about what that means and uh, and everything that comes with it. Sexual orientation, the relationships that you choose to have, all of that. Uh, So you're listening to Drop the Subject. Stick around on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. We need you to stay. Hello. 
Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. You're listening on the new Channel Q. Obviously, I just said that. Duh. Um, <laughs> or if you're like, what the hell is this? I just tuned in. This is Channel Q. Voila. This is it. We are a nationally syndicated LGBTQ plus radio station. We are giving everyone a voice. And right now we are about to get into a segment that we like to call coming to terms. Because we are giving everyone a voice. We are very inclusive. But of course, there are a lot of gender identities out there, a lot of sexual identities out there, and it's important for us to get clear on exactly what all of them mean, because it can get a little bit confusing, and it's not your fault, it's not anybody's fault. It's just about us staying educated, right? Very much so. (laughs) (laughs) So we like to break it down Sesame Street style here on Drop the Subject. This is Coming to Terms, brought to you by the letter P. The letter P. (laughs) Today we're talking polyamory, polyamorous, uh, and how it's different than polygamy. Polygamy. A lot of people get those confused. I would imagine so. You know, we were talking a little bit before we started the show, too, and Justin had a question on whether, uh, or no, it was me who had the question about pansexuality as well Mm -hmm. and how that plays into polyamory. Mm -hmm. So let's break it down. Let's start with Willow Smith and exactly what she said, and then we'll talk about what it means and what the different sexual identities there are around polyamory. Gotcha. So as you all should know, Jada Pinkett Smith, Willow Smith, and the grandmother of the family have this Facebook talk show called Red Table Talk. It's Emmy-nominated. It's everything. You got to check it out. Okay. Uh, and so on their latest episode, they had on a thruple, and they were discussing unconventional relationships. This The thruple was, his name was Thomas, and it was his wife, Catherine, and his girlfriend, Nicole. And Willow Smith is, what, a teenager now? Willow Smith is 18, yes. Oh, okay. Um, so she's grown. Yeah. Um, and she's also like a celebrity child, so like she's real grown. Right. You know, by now. Um, and she basically shared that, you know, she would be interested in like exploring polyamory um, because she finds herself attracted to men and women, and she could see herself being in a relationship with a man and a woman at the same time. Okay. So, and poly... Uh, pansexuality means that you are attracted you, you're attracted to people not necessarily relating to gender at all correct you're, you're attracted to like emotions and energies and 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 beings outside of like specific bodies right. or it's about the human not about the body parts exactly so then another step to that is how you how you what kind of relationships you like to have whether it's with right. one person or with multiple people i would say that probably a lot i mean i'm I'm obviously generalizing here. I don't know if this is true, but I would think that most people who are in poly into polyamory or polyamorous relationships are pansexual or bisexual or, or bisexual or you know some other language that they use to describe right. their sexual uh, attraction. Um, but yeah, so polyamory is. Um, it's about anyone being able, anyone of any gender being able to have partners of any gender. Okay. Does it make sense? One more time. One more time. <laughs> Polyamory is... involves anyone of any gender uh-huh. having multiple partners of any gender. Okay. Okay. Yes. Multiple partners of any gender. And that can be, there's no limit and there's no minimum. Wait, there's, there's a minimum of two. There's, I, well, I guess, yes. <laughs> okay. You'd have to have <laughs> for poly, more than one. Yes. For more than one. Because um, otherwise you would be monogamous. Right. Yes. But then it could be... Go from two to anywhere, as many as you want, right? As many as you want, and that you are comfortable, you know, 
getting your rocks off with shoulder shimmering (laughs) shimmering with which is what you're doing so but she said specifically there was a certain number that she said that she she could see herself being polyfidelitous I don't know if that's how you say that but she so did she make that one up is that a new one I I think that's polyfidelitous it's 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 fidelity right Uh, fidelity to multiple people at once got it you know, All right. it's kind of like I've, I've heard people use the term ethical non-monogamy before. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I need to study Latin again. <laughs> it might help. Because I have to break down the, the terms and be like, what is. Okay. But she said she could definitely see she would definitely she loves men and women equally. She says, so I would definitely want one man and one woman. I feel I could be polyfidelitous with those two people, but I'm not that kind of person that's constantly looking for new sexual experiences. I focus on emotional connection. Um, and if I were f- to find two people of different genders that I really connected with and we had a romantic and sexual connection, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I would feel the need to go try and find more. So she's saying that she would, she could be polyamorous if it was with one, one person of one gender and one person of another. Gender. Correct. Yeah, because if I were thinking about me and my wife, if if I wanted to add another person under the relationship, it would probably be a woman just because I'm a lesbian. I that's how I identify. But if I I can totally imagine that where you're like, well, if I am bisexual or pansexual and I want to have that other energy right. involved in my romantic life, then I could see kind of have the best of both worlds there. Right. And it's about some sort of commitment, right, to these other individuals, as opposed to just, you know, bringing somebody in for a threesome fling. See, yeah, this is where I you get know? confused. It's about, the I think the commitment aspect is is the, the difference between just, you know, wanting to have a threesome or just having an open relationship. Or having an open relationship. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. Because I yes. Because I'm I know somebody who uh, is man married to another man, but the um, my friend, well, they have an open marriage anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the other husband doesn't really explore that. He doesn't right. really feel the need to go date other people. My friend, on the other hand, he dates all the time, but he mm. dates exclusively women. But sometimes he'll just be dating. <laughs> You're turning your head around. Oh, that's interesting. You yeah. shook it up for me. So he dates exclusively other women, but he won't necessarily have relationships with them. It'll mm. just be like, this girl I'm dating. And yeah. th- I always think about like what happens if you take a girl home? Is he, is he I guess he's <laughs> totally fine with it. He was yeah. like, that's how our relationship's always been, and it's totally fine. I think at the core of all of this, it's communication with your partner or partners. Yeah. Right? Gotta, as long gotta, as they know. You, yeah. You got to have a manual. You all got to sign the contract. <laughs> Contract because if one rule gets broken, you screw up the equilibrium and do. it can get yes. really. And I think the difference between polyamory and cheating is the honesty. Exactly. So, exactly. Anyway, fascinating stuff. Uh, this has been coming to terms. I hoped we cleared some things up for you. We probably we, didn't. We, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I should be dating. <laughs> so we still have more to get to. Stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. This is Drop the Subject on your new channel Q. Allie Johnson here and Travel Anderson joining me today. And we will be joined shortly by Jarrett Hill. We're going to do a little crosstalk action. Let's cross do it. Crosstalk across the country. Mm, so international. Well, I guess national, <laughs> not international. So <laughs> national. So bi-coastal. Bi-coastal, that's well, it. Well, bi-curious and bi-coastal. Love it. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but before we get Jarrett on, I wanted to talk to you about first world problems. 
course. Mm, love them. This, this is debuting a new segment here on Drop the Subject because we like to cover a lot of a lot of important issues mm-hmm, on this show, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there are a lot. There's a lot to cover. There's a lot going on politically in this country. There's a lot going on. I mean, it's Pride Month. There's it a lot is. of things we're covering there. And then there are news publications that decide to cover the really, really important first world problems. Real journalism here. Real journalism, okay. like a hot tub scam that left people steaming. <laughs> they wanted to relax in their very own hot tub, but they say they were more stressed out after paying a local business that never delivered the. Pro- Product. Primo Hot Tubs and Spas was a BBB-accredited business with no history of problems until January. First, it was a trickle. Customers complaining Primo Hot Tubs was months late delivering the tubs they had paid for. By March, the Houston Better Business Bureau had received a flood of complaints. A flood of complaints. I love the, to, to count the puns. You've got to love like local news. Because that's where all the puns, you know, they just drop them over and over. Yeah, and they're great at it. I really like, like especially when you read a hot tub story, you're like, okay, you know, customer or a hot tub company in hot water yes. over blah, blah, blah. They love hot water. This actually has to do with hot water or people want the hot water, but they have no hot tub to fill it in. And then it's uh, now on top of that, the audacity that people are ordering these high-end hot tubs and they're not being delivered. They're not, in a getting t- they're not getting them. Where are the hot tubs? It was still selling the hot tubs, collecting $5,000, $7,000 from consumers for hot tubs that never was being delivered and there was not any type of communication with the consumer. Okay, so people are spending five to $7,000 on a hot tub. They probably think they're balling. They're so excited to finally have hot tub money. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> I'm getting a hot tub in that moment where you're waiting for it to be delivered, and then that moment never comes, and then to know that you were swindled out of a hot tub is there any greater embarrassment I mean I mean the fact that you're telling the whole world that you tried to buy this hot tub and it didn't show up there's no embarrassment at all <laughs> I know to be that one person who's like I need to I need to call my local news I'm station I'm tweeting about it right now oh my god <laughs> I have been hoodwinked <laughs> bamboozled bamboozled out of my hot tub. When we stopped by the business in the woodlands, we found it locked up. No spas with a phone number on the door. So now the new, the local news team is going deep, deep. They're in, doing an investigation. They're doing an in-depth investigation <laughs> over just what's happening with the hot tubs. They went to the hot tub store locked no hot tubs inside <laughs> unbelievable we called and learned primo's former office manager is now working directly for the spa manufacturer master spas <laughs> okay so now what is this some kind of a crime ring <laughs> where master hot tubs is like the mafia boss listen and these little primo spa places are just doing their bidding all in idaho no that's not idaho utah <laughs> I think this is actually in Houston. Houston. Texas? <laughs> I think so. Oh. Who wants a hot tub in Texas? That's on you. You're the idiot <laughs> who is like, I got hot tub money. I'm going to get hot tub so I can be more hot. Love this accent you just put on. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're from the South, right? Am I'm I from doing South okay? Carolina, yes. You yeah. are doing just fine. Okay. <laughs> the company out of Indiana is reaching out to customers. Oh, the company's based in Indiana. Uh. Okay to get them the spas they ordered, claiming poor business management by owner Vince Primo caused the demise of his business. I'm Vince Primo, owner of Primo Hot Tubs and Swim Spas. Okay, I know you can't see this guy, Travell, um, but he is a, a 
middle-aged, sweaty, bald guy with a mustache. Exactly what I thought. And his name is Vince Primo. Vince Primo. Vince Primo. How do you not trust a guy like that? Mm, listen. <laughs> Sell you a hot tub. I mean, uh, do you think Vince Primo, what do you think the odds are of that his being his real name? Um, very low. Low. Low to zilch. Low to, low to none, yes. <laughs> Primo wouldn't talk with me on camera, but by phone he told me a series of hardships that began after Hurricane Harvey. Okay. Now he's blaming Hurricane Harvey. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> I guess if I was Vince Blame Primo it on a natural disaster. and I was a shady mf I would. <laughs> were insurmountable. He's dissolving his business and says any remaining customer issues should be directed to master spas. Oh. Okay, when we followed up, we did find almost all of the customers who had... They followed up! <laughs> more following up. So they went to the establishment, they saw that it was locked, then they called and left a message, and then tried tried desperately to get an interview with this Vince Primo. He wouldn't go on camera, so then they got a phone conversation interview with him, and now they're following up again. <laughs> this has so many resources this being spent... This is intrepid, shoe-leather, on- <laughs> investigative journalism right here, guys. On... First world problem. But complaints of the BBB have been helped by Master Spas. The remaining customers who are still waiting paid Primo for service that had nothing to do with Master Spas. One man had given his swim spa to Primo I to mean, sell on consignment. Is so and still it's today, ridiculous. Primo will not tell him where it is <laughs> or where his money is oh. if they sold it. In those instances, those people are probably going to have to get an attorney. Oh, My no. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough, tough situation. Right. This is a tough situation. Very. <laughs> I mean, the guy seemed genuinely sad at the end of that. They want their so- money back. Our thoughts and prayers are with everybody who purchased a hot tub that did not get one. Uh, like I said, you know, we cover some really tough stuff here on Drop the Subject. We're doing so. what we need to do. Uh, Jarrett Hill will be joining us momentarily. Then we will get into the really, really big problems. Big, big, big conversations here with Jarrett Hill and Travell Anderson. You're listening to Drop the Subject on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Microphones on. Here. <laughs> Queer. Check, check. Okay, this is Drop the Subject. I'm Allie Johnson. Uh, Travel Anderson has been hanging with me for the first yes, two yes, hours. Yes. Now we are adding into the equation Jared Hill, who is live from studios in New York City. Jared, are you there? I believe I'm here. You are. That's me. That's uh, my voice. Welcome. Thank you. We have been very excited to get into the second half of the show, and I believe we're going to have Travel stick around because he yes. wants to have a say in this as well. I, 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 for something that was my idea, I'm increasingly nervous about this. <laughs> this will yeah. be great. Be careful what you pitch. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah. it just might happen. And you said, okay, I've been, I've been in New York, I'm, I'm single, I've been on Tinder, and I want to talk about my, my, my Tinder experiences. And I said, hey, you know what? why don't we go through some of the ones that you've swiped left and right on? And then you said, hey, maybe you could help me choose. And then I said, okay. And then I took it. It was one of those things that as it was coming... As it was coming out of my mouth, everyone in the control room of my brain was like, abort, abort, no, abort. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so now what we're going to do in a little bit is I'm going to go through some of the prospective people matches on Tinder. You're going to give me some information. We're going to go through their basic profile. I'm so glad that I have Travel Anderson with me because you know Jarrett very well. You yes. even know his dating history. I do. I know so, it all. So what was interesting was I was going to try and trick you and throw 
throw my ex into as one of them because um, we we met in person but like saw each other on Tinder before but like Travel knows my ex so oh so you were going to get pitch that to me as like an actual Tinder profile for for me to make the decision on whether to swipe right ah, right but I, I won't see. do that now okay because it wouldn't make sense <laughs> well well to kick a, to kick us off we will get into it uh, a little bit later but to kick us off I thought that we would share a, a beautiful story of romance that Travel actually sent to me. This feels like a setup. About <laughs> a coupleship between Miss Hooters, Tennessee. Oh, a Miss Hooters, Tennessee finalist. Yes, she, didn't... she did not win. <laughs> oh, no. What is it like to be the runner up for Miss Hooters, Tennessee? I mean, I was unaware that there was a Miss Hooters. Well, that's so there's really a why... lot of new information. Well, that's really why I came up with this. I, I shared this story because I was like, oh, Miss Hooters, that it's it's a thing. It is not only a thing, but I, because you sent this to me, I was like, I'm sorry, a what? A Miss Hooters? <laughs> and then I looked it up, and the entire the entirety of last year's Miss Hooters pageant is available on YouTube. And oh, I well, went down a bit, thank God, <laughs> we can get all caught up. And it's basically kind of what you would think of, which is a, a bit of a trashy version of any kind of Miss America or Miss Universe pageant. And all of the women, there's 80 women competing, and they all walk out in Allie. dresses to like really hard rock. Music. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that without having seen it, Miss Hooters is exactly what we expected. To okay, be. so here's the story, and maybe this is gonna influence how much you even want to be dating right now because Miss Hooters Tennessee finalist, she's a hot commodity, right? She <laughs> ended up hooking up with this guy. They uh, they were together for two whole years, and then he broke up with her. So she, what did she do? She did the natural Miss Hooters thing. She went to his house, started pounding on his door and destroying his property. <laughs> Same girl, As I understand. <laughs> uh, she kicked the door open and began assaulting him. Then, according to the affidavit, the man restrained... Uh, her to prevent her from hitting him carried her outside his home then called the police while outside she asked whether he liked the upstairs before fleeing the scene (laughs) what do you like the upstairs of your house and then run away upstairs the mound found his bedroom bathroom and closet destroyed and security footage captured her entering the man's home before he arrived apparently she had destroyed his upstairs area and is now out on five thousand dollars bond um, I think at the very least Travel will get this reference, but this makes me think about Left Eye. Yes, I was just about to say very least a Left Eye Lopez yes. on us. Like I don't know Minus if you remember this, Allie, uh, in the the behind the music episode of TLC. They oh, talk about you know I when... saw that so long ago. I don't really remember. <laughs> well, so often for anyone that doesn't get this reference, like so often, me and my friends will call each other and just say. Girl, Lisa done burned the house down. And it's just like, it's like she tore up the house and literally lit it on fire in a breakup. Like, I, I just don't know any breakup that's that serious. And to, to set somebody's house on fire when you're, I mean, was she famous at that time? Oh my God, yeah. Yes. So it's like, I... She was dating a, an NFL player. <laughs> She's like, everyone will recognize me. She was, And everyone will know was, about this story because I'm famous, but I'm still going to light your house on she fire. She was only a hair more famous than Miss Hooters, Tennessee. <laughs> well, I, uh, I I think that we should definitely bring more Miss Hooters stories to the table. You this are. fascinates me. I even watched the swimsuit edition where they're like, I'm blah, blah, blah from Nashville. 
I'm blah 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 from this place. And then they ask them like you know important world questions. It's uh, it's incredible. I really hope that one of them actually said, "I'm blah 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 from this place." <laughs> That's the hard. Didn't know these questions were going to be so hard. I'm blah 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 from this place. Okay, we're gonna take a little moment, and uh, and I want to get this this list of prospective Tinder matches together so that we can start going through them. Yes. Uh, all together yes. here as one big happy family on Drop the Subject. You're listening on your radio and radio.com. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Okay, Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, and Travel Anderson still hanging with us to weigh in on Jarrett Hill's Tinder game while in New York. He's okay, been there. Okay, not my Tinder game. Well... It is going to be your Tinder game. It's about you as well, much as it is about them. Right. Well, we're making a game out of Tinder, but my Tinder game would be a whole different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, how has your Tinder game been? Because um, you brought this up. You're obviously doing something over there. Well, you know, I mean, so, okay, I'm single. I'm, I was in another, in a new city. And so, like, that's to me always like a fun time to get on an app um, because I feel like you see all the same people if you're in your own city. And so, I haven't been on tinder in new york in a year so like i got online there's new people there they're waiting for you exactly and it's been a year so like you know it'll be interesting so i jumped on tinder did you see any of the same people you saw a year ago well what's funny is tinder keeps all your old messages and so like there were all of these people i had talked to before (laughs) and i was like this what'd you say it's like, it's just crazy that they keep all of it. Yeah, like when you log back in, like all of my old conversations are still there. And I'm like, oh, you were kind of cute. <laughs> but like I started dating someone and so I just deleted the app. Oh, so, I see. So like, but then you go back in and it's like, voila, everything's back. And so it's been interesting to me to be on Tinder because like I I go through each profile like very distinctly. Like I, I go through, I click through all the photos first and I will say like, yes, like looking at the photos, I judge their photo on a yes, a no, or a maybe. And like if there are more no's than maybe's or yes's, then it's like swipe left. You okay, don't even so you, to read the profile. All right. You go through each picture and do a yes, no, maybe on each picture before you even go to their name and information. Before I read the profile, right. Like, That's what's a the lot. Point? Well, it's like, what's the point in looking through your profile if I'm not attracted to you? Uh, Well, because maybe it's about the person. Right. Yeah, but like, I'm not going to get that out of your profile. And if I don't think you're attractive, then what difference does it make? See, this this mentality is exactly why I never made it in Hollywood. The headshot... But Ellie, you're cute. Is you're playing way too much. You're putting way too much importance on one picture. No, right. no. There might be up there. You have to look at my off, nine, off, off Broadway credits first. There could be like eight to ten photos, and so like if by the time I've clicked through ten photos, Who's and I don't, I'm eight not eight to ten to photos you. on their Tinder profile. Is that you too can many? Have this, you can have that many. Yeah. I mean, you can, but why would you? I mean, I think I have like five. I have I d- I delete Tinder. I download it and delete it every two weeks. That's okay. me with Grinder. Like, um, I, I will go well, off. God, and, just yeah. to just to redo all of the login information just <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. So okay, how are we going to look at these? Because you, uh, before we came on, you said that I need to have the app, and I don't have the app. Travel has the app. Yes, he's, but the app is giving us issues. It. Okay. So in the next commercial break, we'll we'll handle the app. You should tell it. us what what you're looking for. Okay. Well, okay. Do you have questions about that specifically or like what do yes, you Yes, like what, what what's your type? 
Uh, well, I don't have so much of a type oh, as God. like I I I like it's someone like hot who hot pictures. <laughs> I mean, like right, your photo has to be hot. No, I mean I like someone that I feel like is smart that I can have like a good conversation with because if I go out on a date with you and I can't have a conversation with you about what's going on in the world, like I'm immediately bored and and like turned off. Um, obviously, you have to be attractive. My friends always say that I I need someone that's tall because that's the only thing that I like, but that's not true at all. Like I can be with someone that's five seven or someone that's six seven as long as they have eight inch heels on <laughs> i didn't think you were gonna say heels um but i but like for me i don't like youth has never been attractive to me so like someone being 25 has never been hot to me what if they're emotionally 42 oh but i know that you always say that you're emotionally 42 that's is that what you say that's the specific age do you age along with it or are you just catching up to 42 and it's always 42 <laughs> that's what we're gonna find out shortly <laughs> I, I was gonna say i feel like he's not even that young emotionally I feel like Travel is a solid 57 emotion. Somebody's grandmother. It's fine. He really is. Well, um, but like for me, I, I, I'm i not like attracted to youth and I'm not like, especially like there's one thing to look good for your age and there's another thing to look boyish. Like looking boyish like a, like a young boy, like that's just not appealing to me. I know people that love that. I'm just not that guy. <laughs> but they're all um, in jail. I'm just kidding. I mean, well, that part. Uh, um, okay. And yeah, I don't know. What else would you want to know? Well, uh, I want to know your thoughts on what kind of relationship you want because as far I mean I've I'm not on Tinder obviously but I did meet my wife through a dating app Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really looking for a long-term relationship but Tinder is gained the reputation of being more of a hookup app so is a hookup what you want or do you want a long term like what am I looking for for you Mm. am I finding your next am I finding your husband or am I finding who you're hanging out with tonight well, Grinder to me is much more about hooking up, whereas to me, Tinder is much more about like at least meeting and maybe going out. Um, and so I. So I'm, Tinder I'm, is just coffee first. Well, exactly. And then you hook up. <laughs> Got it. No, I, for me, I would, I would be totally good if I found someone and like we started dating. I don't have to get like married. I'm not like rushing into a relationship again, but like I, I would be happy to be dating someone, but also like, I mean, everybody has needs, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I just tell people I'm open. Like we'll see what chemistry Hot. dictates. I like, that's if, good. It's a good pickup line. I'm you know, open. If it, I'm if open. We vi- Shut up. Alex. <laughs> 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 I, I am. I'm just open. Like if, if, if we meet and we have really good chemistry, we want to go out again. Great. If we don't, you know, fine. And if we meet and the chemistry says, let's go upstairs, that's a different thing. <laughs> Do you want someone in the industry, out of the industry? You know, that's a really hard question for me to figure out because for a while, I dated two, I dated one person that was like in the industry and then I dated someone immediately after him that wasn't. And I thought that it was better dating someone in this industry because we have such uncommon schedules and like our lifestyles are a little bit weird. But I think as long as the person gets it and is like not like, completely foreign to the lifestyle of working in the business, I think then it would it would be fine. Yeah, I I I'm a huge uh advocate for people dating out like I I don't didn't really ever date people in the entertainment industry and now I'm married to a, a therapist. And it's really nice because she can deal with crazy people. 
Well, there's that. <laughs> and I'm there like, that. we don't really have much in common, but you know how to deal with me, <laughs> which is great because we're both works in progress which here. Which is necessary. Yeah. Listen, okay. absolutely. Okay. So, we're going to take a quick yeah. break. When we come back, I'm going to let Travel and Allie swipe left or swipe right on my behalf. Something that feels like a bad decision. <laughs> That's coming up next on Drop Could the Subject with Jared. Could be thanking us, Jared. Oh, or, or something. Uh, you're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, and Travel Anderson is with us in studio to help us with Jarrett's dating life. He is in New York Jesus City right Christ. now. He is on Tinder. I actually made the mistake of, because I have to view these as well, these perspective Tinder matches that, that we're about to Katie go through. Katie, Allie just joined Tinder. Katie, Allie just joined Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've joined Tinder, everybody. I'm on. Looking for gay men. I'm looking, yeah, I'm. I'm currently looking for gay men on Tinder, so if well, anybody... Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which will be really interesting Are you interested in either of us? No. Great. Move well, in. It's funny, because I've always joked that um, my parents, when I told them I was gay, they just wanted me to be straight, so I said, well, if you really want me to date a woman, I'll go start dating a lesbian, yeah. just to really screw with them. So that'd be interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, we are very helpful. You know, we take out the trash, we walk the dogs. Which are two things I don't want to do. There so. we go. Uh, okay, let's dive right in. This is the first one. Travel, right. you have you have this person up? Yes. The okay, first so up, what are we looking at? We here? have Tristan. Tristan mm-hmm. is 33 years old. Cr- Tristan is wearing cartoon sunglasses. In the first photo, but you turn to that second photo oh. and baby. Listen. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm looking at... This man is very beautiful. Gorgeous. Uh, he, it, it, what was that? He kind of <laughs> looks like Idris Elba, don't you think, in that no. picture? No. Okay, not in that, but in that one the a little bit. The second to last picture? A I can little see, bit I, in the face. I see how you say that. Okay, but in the other ones, no. Uh, but very, very built. Definite six-pack here. He's got yes. a, a chain with a key on it mm. to unlock Jarrett's heart, I assume. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> This is this is listen, okay. I was I was sold at picture number two, okay. He's got that little V situation happening. Well, yeah, and this picture is very. It's him taking a picture while he's holding a camera, a real so camera, he, y'all. Yeah, like an actual. But he's also holding his chin, which is kind of extra. Right. No, it's it's called multitasking. Okay, I, I, it is. This is a very strategic picture. So he's obviously a pro. Uh, he's just hoping to find someone to play video games, work out, and be geeky and lame with. This you've got us. This I hope you swiped right on this one. Okay, he's thirty three years old. Definitely in your age range. I said, you know, you said you don't like him super young. That seems comparable to your present age. And yeah, okay, finding one to. Do you play video games, Jarrett? I don't. But okay. you can learn, honey. Do you, well, yeah, do you play video games and work out? Because you could do these <laughs> things with this guy. All right. I think we both are in agreement that you should swipe. Is it so... Swipe yeah, right is yes. Right, right, right is yes and left, left is, is no, no. Which actually, as a left-handed person, I take slight offense to. But oh, my God. Right. Allie. I'm left-handed, too. I didn't realize you were left-handed. I am. You're left-handed. That's why your penmanship is trash. Uh, hey, First I have all, good penmanship. Not you, him. <laughs> My penmanship is great. Thank you. Okay, so we swiped right for you. We and both are choosing swipe right? Yes. Okay. Um, what the what did answer, you do? I swiped right. Oh, good job. I mean, this was so an easy shallow. one. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy one. That guy's <laughs> super attractive, and I don't even like guys, but that's worth it. Okay, moving on. Next up, we have Jamal. Jamal's 38. Um, Jamal has very white teeth. 
Yes. He also has a really, really nice body. And he has a picture of him on the beach holding a beach ball. And he's in, what is that? Is that a... Is it's that a, a speedo? It's a speedo, but it's um, like a boyfriend. It's like a yes. underwear cut. All I know is he's got cakes, and <laughs> we appreciate and and like a nice cake to thigh ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, this is good. He's an actor. <laughs> oh, um, but he's from oh. California, but living in NYC. Okay, actor. I'm gonna. Ugh, that brings you down a couple notches in my book. Does it? Yeah, because actors. I knew she was gonna say that. Actors are very unpredictable. Well, listen, but this one. Ooh, Jesus, the smile. He's honey. like, oh no, I have to go understudy in Jekyll and Hyde in Alabama. See you later. And you're like, I'm not gonna be able to stay with you. I mean, you never know what's gonna happen. Okay, his profile says turn ons, eye contact, nice smile, sense of humor, turn offs, negativity, bad listeners, long nails. He's five eleven. Um, I'm going to say this is a swipe right. Okay. Okay, uh, long nails is a very specific thing to not like, don't you think? Uh, yes, but it probably is like a signal to something else. <laughs> like sexually? Yes, but also... <laughs> like, uh, I would say that I can't uh, date a girl with long nails. That's like common sense. <laughs> Wait, we would get nothing Carole, done. are you talking about drugs? I am talking about drugs, yes. Okay, oh! I thought so. Yes. No long pinky nails. You know. Got there it. There we go. Okay. Bad listeners. You're a good listener, Jared, I will say. So if he's Most looking for a good what? listener, that's you. All right. <laughs> and turn off our negativity. Well, then I don't know. Okay. I'm going to also say swipe right on this. Okay. What did you do? I swiped right. Okay. Why are you giving us all the super, super hot? You got to throw some weirdos in the mix Well, because, I mean, that would be easy. Because some of the hot guys don't get swipe rights. Okay. Okay, next up, Christopher, 32. Um, and balding. He's... <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Not necessarily uh, a deal breaker, I'm just saying. Uh, receding hairline. He wears glasses. Um, like actual glasses. Oh, yes. there's a picture of him looking very smart at a park, sitting on a park bench with a trench coat on. He's got a gap. Is that what that look is for you? I mean, <laughs> well, he's got a trench coat on. And he's... Well, he's a traveler, okay? Okay. He's given us all of his, like, travel dates that he's going on through the summer. Oh. Um, what is he, a comedian? He's based... He lives in San Francisco, though. Oh. That's also in this profile. Oh, he's 6'3", Jared. He's very tall. I'm 6'3". And he has a gap, okay? We love black men with gaps. We're talking about tooth gaps, by the way. What Not a thigh gap? <laughs> <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm easy, but this, this is a swipe right. Okay, yeah. He looks I'm, smart. He looks educated. Oh, he leopard looks, print. You know, this is, there's something here. He's got I, nice toes. He, <laughs> that is, you know, important, isn't it? When you have a Tinder picture with your feet in it? Yeah, I mean, I have ugly feet, so that's why you will never see <laughs> I like your feet. My, You're showing well, your feet. Well, that's because they've, they've been painted, they've been dusted and all of those things. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to say, uh, I mean... You're I'm gonna no. say swipe left on this just because of the of the the tour dates thing is really weird to have in a Tinder profile. Uh, he also has a, a a boomerang type thing in one of his profile pictures, which I think people who do boomerang are a little nuts. I am offended. And <laughs> are you a boomeranger? I do boomeranger and everything. <laughs> and uh, and I think that these pictures are a little too strategically placed. I mm. think that he's working a little hard to make up for something. Huh? I'm gonna say swipe oh. left. Wait, I'm a right. You I'm a right. right. Okay, what did you do, Jay? I will tell you after this commercial break. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, I swiped right. Okay. Are there any of the people on this list that you didn't swipe right to? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe not. What about Julian, Brandon, or Neil? 
Well, let's look at Julian. Julian. Oh, this is okay. So, this is our first uh, non-man of color. Okay. Um, in the mix, thirty-six years old, startup co-founder. Is that a baby Bjorn? What is on his back there? It's a sweater. It's a sweater. Oh, he has a sweater wrapped around his shoulders. He's no. This is a this is a sweater. This is. <laughs> <laughs> you lose if you have a sweater strategically wrapped. Uh, let's see. Julian is thirty-six. Oh wow, got a good. Oh, he's Australian. Okay, he, that's a definite. He's visiting yes. for World Pride. This is a no. We can't do nothing with that. He lives in Australia. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, so if you're looking for something more than just a random hookup with a guy from Australia, which I mean, hey, more power to you if that's what you want. But if that's not what you want, I would swipe left on this. But he's got a good job, girl, so you know. Yeah, and maybe he'll visit more often. Mm-hmm. But he'll visit a city that you're not normally in. <laughs> so He's got a photo on a plane that looks like it's probably first class because this looks so like a cubicle type I will, situation. I will give you guys a hint. There are two things in this profile oh, that, that were deci- there are two things in this that were deciding factors for me. Mm. Pool pool pick. I mean, I think that just bro in a pool pick is kind of a turnoff to be honest. But you're right, that does look like a classy plane seat, Travel. And he's got a dog picture. I think he he definitely covered all the bases of looking because you, you got to get one of you hiking with no shirt on, which he has. Which he has. You got to get one of you with an animal to show you have compassion. And then you have to have something in the pool to be like, I can also have fun. And then sweater makes it look like, oh, but okay. I'm also intelligent. So what are your votes? No. No. You both said swipe left? Yeah. Yes. It is a swipe left, but neither one of you got the reason why. Why? There's a line in here that says, I feel like a day is never complete without the gym. <laughs> and I'm like, who okay. the hell are you? <laughs> We like to eat too much for that. <laughs> Otherwise, without that line, I could even let the dog picture go. I would have swiped right. Does but your, that was like, <laughs> does your say my day is never complete without Taco Bell or a taco? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We're gonna get we're gonna finish up this we're gonna finish up live Tinder uh, with Travel and Allie right after this break. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new channel Q on the radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, and Travella Anderson, thank you for sticking around. Thanks for having me. We have one more Tinder profile to get to, and then we must move on because we are running very behind. There's still a lot that we have to get to. Trump's doing something awful. Uh, we have a new closet watch. A historical figure just came out of the closet. I know it was possible, but they have. And so that we have that and much more, plus another news it or lose it. So here's the last one. Who do we have, Travella? last one is Justice, 36 years old. I'm just going to do a quick read of the profile. Okay. The degree and iteration by which I am in a subjective sense. Anything that is described here is continuously in flux and conditional to a dialogical appraisal. I'm going to... I'm uh, going to stop there. Okay. Jarrett, you're the plagiarism <laughs> expert. <laughs> I think that this is definitely out of like a book that he checked out at a library. I don't think this is real. Well, at least he goes to the library. <laughs> It's true. Maybe he goes there to bathe and read. <laughs> Yikes. There is a, he's got a very longish beard, I would say. There's a picture of him making something in the kitchen with a crazed look in his eye. He also, I didn't think that guy duck lips was a thing, but he's got them in pretty much every picture. He's got gym selfies. Uh, he's got a like, hey, I graduated kind of picture with a, with a, um, 
With like a robe surfer on, dude yeah, situation. surfer dude thing. And then he also says, it's ostensibly I want a partner to hustle with, train together, grind together, and work on helping each other to manifest our great aspirations and ambitions. Oh, and kids too. Left. No. I would like you to swipe right on this. Please, Lord. I just want to know about this date. I think that you should give justice a chance. I think a lot of people uh, overlook justice. Oh, you justice. want me to swipe right for the trauma? Yes. yes. <laughs> I see. I see. And um, this beanie that's like halfway on his head to the point where that's just not logical that you would walk around that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did that's you? Justin's vote. Um, this is, he's very cute in some of these photos but the profile like i love someone that can write but like what are you even talking about (laughs) this was a hard hard swipe left okay i think that you should upgrade to tinder prime so you can go back and swipe right on this guy (laughs) that's my opinion uh (laughs) all right let's let's move on to some of the stuff that has been going on in the white house or i guess it's going beyond the white house and into dressing rooms is that correct yes well there's so many things happening we've got um uh, someone is resigning from the trump administration Oh, we another have, person is resigning? Yes. Uh, this has happened in the last couple of hours. Uh, the acting, this comes from CNN Politics, uh, Geneva Sands and Priscilla Alvarez. Acting U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner John Sanders is to leave. So there's been so many stories recently in the headlines about um, our, uh, our our border patrol and how they are, you know, putting people into all of these different detention centers and the terrible conditions that they're in. This has been a major story really for the last, for probably the last year, but again, in the last couple of weeks. And so... Um, amid those those uh, stories, John Sanders is resigning. He's been the acting Customs and Border Protection uh, Commissioner. He said in a message sent to agency employees on Tuesday um, that the, amid the dramatic increase in the number of undocumented immigrants crossing the border and a fight over how to address it, he's resigning. Um, he said, quote, although I will leave it to you to determine whether I was successful, I can unequivocally say that helping support the amazing men and women of uh, the CBP has been the most fulfilling and satisfying opportunity of my career. So it, it's it's interesting, A, because he's been the acting person in this role and not he's never been like confirmed in this role as, a, as an official. But also it's frustrating because like people just continue to get away with this. Like he's going to leave this role and someone else is going to come in there and continue to do the same thing. And right. that's what's probably the worst part about it. And then, of course, whoever gets that job is somebody who probably... Shares the ideals of the people that are already in those positions, right, and are doing all the things that we're all pissed about. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It's um, it's it's something that's frustrating to continue to watch happen again and again. Um, another thing that's uh, been interesting is that there was a, a rape allegation from a woman named Eugene Carroll, and she has been coming after the president, saying that he tried to rape her. And mind you, this was you know many many years ago, but the president's response has been, "She's not my type," which you'll remember from the twenty sixteen election when there were about a dozen different women that came out and said that he had either groped them or assaulted them or harassed them, you know, he would go after the way that they looked and say like, oh, can you imagine me trying to go after that? And this has been actually the most severe claim of rape um, because there's only really that I can remember and please forgive me if I'm wrong. The only other time we can remember that there was someone uh, accusing Donald Trump of rape was actually his ex-wife and then she took that back Um, after they had divorced she said that he had tried to rape her and then they during their marriage and then she you know she took it back i want to say that might have been ivana but and then this this allegedly happened where he went into uh the dressing room at bergdorf goodman 
I mean, right. that's like just the shadiest, weirdest Mm-mm. way. It's just like you just walk into somebody's dressing room. Yeah, it wasn't the audacity. Even, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not going to make any assumptions, but it just seems like something gross that he yeah. could do. But well, it's like uh, also, why is she coming through now? Like, it's just interesting to find out why people why are coming through now. Yeah, so, when they decide is their time. We'll we'll dive more into that story when we come back after this quick break. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q. Rolling right along. I'm Allie Johnson, and Jarrett Hill is in New York. Yes, I am. And uh, it is your turn now for News It or Lose It. I, d- I hosted a News It or Lose It earlier with Travell Anderson. We covered a lot of interesting things, so I can only imagine what lies ahead. <laughs> yes, I, um, I've, I have uh, curated five different things. Mm-hmm. That I will see what you think. I've sent Justin how many I think you're going to news. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm did pretty well on this one, but I guess we'll see. Okay. Um, so the first one <clears throat> oh. is in a second. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Shout out to our friends here at Alt 92.3, New York's new alternative. This uh, News Utter Loser comes to you live from New York City. Here we go. Mississippi Town commemorates alleged alien abduction with historical marker. Huh. Can you you give me that one more? Give me one more time. Mississippi Town Mm -hmm. commemorates alleged alien abduction with historical marker. I think I'd like to hear more about alien abductions. That's always interesting to me. I'll news it. I thought you might like that one. Okay. I love sp- anything universe, space, alien life form in- in- involved. I will 100% learn more about. Okay. Beyonce fans rejoice. Lion King director promises a lot more Nala. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Um, hmm. I just don't know how much more there is to this story. Hmm. I'm going to lose it. You're going to lose it. You're yeah. going to lose a Beyonce story? I know. I'm on sorry. A gay radio have station. I have I kicked the Bayhive? <laughs> I not touching that. Going to keep moving along cuz I don't want my comments lit up. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Murphy casts Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, and Ariana Grande in new show. They casting Ariana Grande in anything? Why? 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 Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, Great. Ariana Grande. <laughs> I don't know. This is going to make me angry. Lose it. Really? Okay. Yes, because Ariana Grande is not an actress. Um, Ariana Grande came from acting before she was ever a pop star. Oh well, then she still sucks. You, uh, you want to take that back? No, I, I don't. I don't really like Ariana Grande. What did she do to you? Who hurt you? No, she didn't hurt me. First of all, I know some people that have... Well, I don't want to say anything like that on the radio, because that's all alleged. But I do want to say that I think she is a little, a little bit overrated as a singer. I think that she doesn't have enough oomph to her so, voice. She's just always like... Hey, so are you me. telling me that Ariana Grande's presence overrules Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep? Her presence? Her presence in the show will, will outweigh theirs. I think that she will take the focus and it'll become like it's it'll become a Ryan Murphy doing a Disney show with with Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep. Yeah, those okay. scenes will be good. Okay. All right. Hey, 
If that's what you're saying. I'd, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little stunned by that one. I got to tell you. <laughs> I'm a little bit stunned. I, okay. Yeah, all right. All right. These pit masters are hustling to preserve barbecue's roots. <laughs> sure. Yep. <laughs> if we're just going to delve deep into the history of barbecue, uh, I'm down. I'm, I'm here for that. Sure. I saw this. I think I they thought. should cost, cast barbecue in that Ryan Murphy show. <laughs> I would like All right. that. And then a word of the day. Well, this is back. <clears throat> word of the day is venal. V E N A L. Oh, I think I contracted that in college. <laughs> uh, sure, let's news that as well. I'd like to know more for personal you, reasons. You want exactly? You want to know if you've got it? Yeah. Okay, so we have news. D- Dictionary.com's word of the day: venal. We have. <laughs> Um, these pitmasters are hustling to preserve barbecue's history. That's such an alley story. Um, <laughs> and uh, Mississippi Town commemorates alleged alien abduction with historical marker. Ah, I'm pleased with my decisions. I swipe um, right on all those stories. Justin, how many did I swipe right on? Did I think she would do? Three. Ah, you Aha. got it. All right. That, all these stories and more coming up in uh, News It or Lose It here on Drop the Subject on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> this is Drop the Subject on the new channel Q. I'm Allie Johnson. I'm joined by Jarrett Hill, who is across the country in New York City. You were hosting the Vision Awards. You're going to be doing things for World Pride, yet you still have made time for me, which I appreciate. <laughs> always, Allie. There's yeah. always time for you. And uh, we want to say thank you to our folks here at New York's new alternative, Alt 92.3, for hosting us um, here in New York City and uh, giving us their studio to use to be here for Channel Q. So thanks to all of them. Um, Allie, I knew you well. I knew that you would pick three of these stories for News That Are Losing. So let's get to it. Okay. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Lay it on me. All right. So, Allie, this Mississippi town is commemorating... Um, an alleged alien abduction with a historical marker. I saw this story and I thought, this has Allison Johnson written all over it. Sure enough. Um, <laughs> the subhead says, in 1973, two men in Pascaluga claimed aliens pulled them on board a UFO, examined them for about 30 minutes, and then returned them to, or- <laughs> to Earth. And it was actually just Kaiser. It was, <laughs> <laughs> what? It was a part of their HMO. It was... <laughs> <laughs> there was no copay, which was actually exactly. great. I mean, if it's a, it's a good deal. I mean, they've got all the state of the art um, technology. So right, how yeah. fascinating! So in 1973, this happened, and two yes. guys claim they just well, they just got quick abducted and then put back. Is that right. really even an abduction? They're like, you guys are whack. <laughs> We're yeah. sending you back. You're not worth I, it. It says that they've put, they're putting a historical marker there um, that'll be placed near the river where these two men in southern Mississippi said they were abducted in 1973. News outlets report the city of Pascaluga dedicated the marker on Saturday Saturday at Lighthouse Park. Charles Higgins and Calvin Parker said they were on the shores of Pascaluga River when, the, when what appeared to be aliens pulled them on board a UFO, 
examine them for 30 minutes and then return them to Earth. Both reported the event to the sheriff's department and were checked out at a hospital after it happened October 11th, which they also going to probably have to pay for. Um, <laughs> October 11th, 1973. The story hasn't yeah, been Yeah, I'm here for known. Alien Probe. Oh, you know, you need to see a specialist. You need a referral well, for that. Exactly right. The copay for that one is through the roof. Yeah, definitely. Um, apparently, this story has become known worldwide. They published a book about it in uh, 2018. Really? And one of the other ones, the, the other one, um, his last name was Hickson. He died in 2011. Oh, bummer. Uh, wow. I didn't know that there would be, I mean, I would find it hard to believe there'd be enough for an entire book just based on a 30 minute, 30 minute encounter, right? I mean, I mean what really is it, a pocketbook? Exactly. Like, a flip I, book? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's a little strange to have a marker after all these years. I mean, hey, you know I, what? Finally, let's put something. We'll just put like a trailhead here marker that that just commemorates these two people that got examined on a UFO once. Well, they're the city of Pascaluga. I mean, you need things that put you on the map. There was a book <laughs> written, I guess. You oh, know. there's all kinds of stuff to do in Pascaluga. Let's I, see I, the marker. I would hope so. That's it. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, this other story that I told you about is um, it says these pit mas- these black pit masters are hustling to preserve the bar. Sorry, hustling to preserve <laughs> barbecues roots. Um, what's interesting about this story is I actually interviewed the man who is one of the the leaders in this. His name is Michael uh, Michael W. Twitty. He's a, a food historian, and so um, what's cool oh, about God him bless is him. like. He he's written a, a couple of books. He's really dope. He's actually queer. Um, he's a, a gay black man in the South, and he um, ha, he like studies food and like d- cooks food and like goes into like the roots of where dishes come from and like finds how culture has like evolved over time through food. Yeah, it's that's really, fascinating. Really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it says um, he he his book is called The Cooking Gene: uh, A Journey Through African American Culinary History in the Old South. And so he says, if America is about people creating new worlds based on rebellion against oppression and slavery, then barbecue is the ideal dish. It was made by enslaved Africans with inspiration and contributions from Native Americans struggling to maintain their independence. Um, he, he wrote about this uh, in The Guardian, and he was explaining how the narrative around barbecue's roots often focuses on European influences, but it actually comes from um, African uh, enslaved folks, but also from Native Americans. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I yeah. didn't. I actually didn't even know that it was a, had a, a, before that, European correlation. I was just like, barbecue! Well, it says that, um, unfortunately, Black and Native American influence in barbecue is often erased from pop culture and media, and as of this year, only three African American pit masters um, have been inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Can we please go there? Right, exactly. Uh, their names are Henry Perry, John Big Daddy Bishop, and C.B. Oh, Stubblefield. God. I feel like they can burn. I like, want that barbecue so badly. Yes, yes. They probably um, rub, they do a, a rub. I'm sure they do. They cook it low and slow. I have to get to this part because it includes a name that we both love. Other inductees into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, celebrity chefs like Guy Fieri. He's in the Barbecue Hall of Fame? He is. I think it's just because he ate a lot of barbecue. Who knows, right? (laughs) I don't know what the rules are, but Adam Perry Lang and Myron Mixon. Um, And so, yeah, like these are, it's a cool thing. Like, uh, it's a really interesting story. So uh, you can find that on the Huffington Post. Um, And then... uh, you wanted to get into um, this disease that you have um, from dictionary.com. <laughs> Vernal? Oh, venal. Is, venal. Oh. Is it venal? Yes, venal. V-E-N-A-L. Um, okay, can I guess? I was going to say, I want you to guess what it is. Do you want me to like give you... What, do you have any questions first? Uh, I would like to use it in a sentence. Okay. 
It says, you know, this wasn't really helpful last time. No. Um, okay. Four years after street after the street protests that ousted the notoriously venal, venal President Viktor Yanukovych, corruption is the wa- is the wound that won't stop bleeding. Oh God, that is Four a really dense after- sentence. I, I thought know, that right? this context sentences were like, Jeez and then Louise. the dog jumped <laughs> over the venal vlog. <laughs> okay, let's look at the other one. Uh, the perfectly balanced tool in his hand. That could be used for bribing a venal politicians with a limitless fund for the bribery. Okay, I think this means like irate to the point where like your vein is popping out of your forehead. That's what I think it means. Really? No, not at all. Um, Open to bribery. Open to bribery or a mercenary. It's an adjective. Open to bribery. Open I to see. bribery. Our, oh. our highly venal president. Never mind. Um, well, a lot of radio listeners are venal then. They're very open to bribery. When we bribe them with tickets and things like that, they're like, sure, go. I'll do anything. They're, Even they're for free. very venal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a venal audience, so stick around. Yes, you are a venal audience. We ask that you stick around because Closet Watch is coming up next. A historical figure just came out of the closet. How is that even possible? Allie's got that story. You're not going to want to miss it. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. I'm very excited to discuss what we're about to discuss because I think it's inching me closer towards my pick in the gay draft and I I would like to soon Jarrett do a gay draft uh, for you where you can actually pick uh, make your picks and and be involved in this because we did the gay draft before I knew ye before you before you knew ye I can't say ye because that would be me <laughs> yeah but, me, me before I, you the. knew me uh, and we drafted people that we think are going to come out in 2019 we did an actor we did an actress we did a historical figure because there were a lot of uh, new books being published or you know reports being found oh you know we went to the bottom of the ship and we found out that Rose Dawson was actually a lesbian or whatever you know so there was some stuff <laughs> About. Wait, what? Okay, there wasn't that one specifically. <laughs> like, just kind of wishful thinking on that. But I'm like, the one with the big blue diamond was a lesbo? <laughs> She's like, oh no, I lost the necklace. Sorry. Oh no, Jack died. How did that happen? That's hilarious. Uh, but <laughs> there was some interesting information about Mr. Rogers after his passing. There was somebody who was a friend of his who was like, no, he was bisexual. So you never know. Even if you're passed on does not mean that you can't come out of the closet. And then we also drafted a fictional character. In my case, it was a cartoon character. Jafar was my pick, which I don't think is going to go anywhere. After the Aladdin movie came out, he did not come out of the closet. Good luck Uh, with that. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that we don't keep up with Closet Watch. Closet Watch. Good work there, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) And someone has come out of the closet post-mortem. Somebody who lived and died in the 18 to 1900s and somebody who was in the White House. You know, a lot of people are talking about Pete Buttigieg and how he would be the first openly gay person in the I White House. I going to say Mike Pence, but okay. Oh, God. I mean, you never know, right? <laughs> I just always imagine him like at some leather bar getting discovered one day. Like, <laughs> I would love that. Just That would be just... Ugh. Well, that happens, you know, with like pastors and things like that. People are like outspokenly against 
Mm-hmm. And then they find mm-hmm. them like in a car doing like an escort service with some guy. Mike Pence is so going to be found in, in some leather bar with some little twink, bo- like little Oof. boy. And like, yeah, it's going to be. We should do a pick of who we think is going to be accidentally outed. <laughs> I, I oh, nothing would bring me more joy. <laughs> nothing would so bring me joy. Great. Yeah. Um, OK, so this this was a historical figure. And this was, you know, a lot of people actually think that Eleanor Roosevelt had a longtime love affair with a journalist named Lorena Hickok. Ironic, but that was never proven. And a new book has just come out to reveal that a first lady from the 19th century, Rose Cleveland, the sister of President Grover Cleveland, was said to have a lengthy same-sex relationship. Now, I didn't know that you can pick a sister yeah, so it's interesting because uh, actually with Donald Trump, the question was whether or not uh, Melania would be his first lady or if it would be Ivanka, because first lady is not necessarily the wife of the president so much as it is like the chosen counterpart, I guess. Um, oh, so, so you like, nom- you have to actually make a pick. Well, I mean, like you, you generally assume that it's going to be the person's wife, but like there were like some people like, I bet you Ivanka is going to be the first lady, but not because... Uh, I mean, obviously he has a sexual attraction to her, which he always talks about, but because she's much more in the business and like, you know, is, is always like has initiatives and things that she's trying Wait, to accomplish. Wait, he has openly talked about having a sexual attraction to his daughter? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Absolutely. Absolutely not. That's disgusting. Oh yeah. He's been on, he was on Wendy Williams sitting next to her and he was like, well, if she wasn't my daughter, I'd be dating her. Oh, oh. Um, he, I think oh. he was on The View talking about, it. I'll find the clips and I'll have it for you. Oh Lord. That oh, is yeah, it's, horrifying. It's Why disgusting. is this man? Oh Jesus. And Ivanka like plays with it because she'll, <laughs> she loves to like call him daddy and oh, the whole thing. Oh, it's disgusting. Garrett, I'm not eating. I'm so serious. <laughs> I'm so serious. You know, maybe he's doing this to pander to like weird Bible Belt people that are like, incest? I like that guy. Okay. I cannot. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the task at hand. The book is called Precious and Adored, The Love Letters of Rose Cleveland and Evangeline Simpson Whipple. 1890 to 1918. It details Cleveland's relationship with another woman, a widowed heiress. They met in the winter of 1889 to 1890, probably in the popular vacation destination of Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Of course. Always Florida. Here is an example of one of the love letters that Rose Cleveland, who was the first lady of the United States for a time, wrote to her mistress, Eve. Really? My Eve! Ah, how I love you. It paralyzes me. Oh, Eve, Eve! Surely you cannot realize what you are to me. You must be. Yes, I dare it now. I will not longer fear to claim you. You are mine by every sign of earth and heaven, by every sign in soul and spirit and body. And you cannot escape me. You must bear me all the way, Eve. This this voice that you're giving me... (laughs) Pretty legit. I really, I mean, this is beautiful. I think we should bring back old-timey love letters. I would. I think I should really start writing these to my wife because just saying, like, miss you with, like, kissy face emoji doesn't really... You just signed up for that, by the way, because Katie's listening and now she's going to be expecting She's going to be expecting love letters. Anyway, after six years, uh, they, uh, one of them married Bishop Henry Whipple, so got married, they broke up. Then the bishop mysteriously died five years later and the women resumed their relationship and they lived together. They assisted refugees in Italy during World War I and then, alas, Rose Cleveland died 
died of influenza in November of 1918. But then later on, the other woman lived 12 more years, authoring a book on Tuscany and dedicating it to her wonderful girlfriend, Rose Cleveland. So there's a happy historical love story and political love story for you on Closet Watch. Interesting. I've, I've never heard any of this before. No, I schooled I, you. I, um, I... I, I schooled I you on politics, Jared. Well, I'm 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 kind of dumbfounded by it. It's like I mean, we don't have um, these kinds of historical things to to always look to, like when it's so specific and it's like it's first person account, and you know, it's like what was it like to be gay back then? Yeah, and um, to be so out and to openly write love letters. Well, I mean, but also like I guess back then that was about as private as you could get you know it's not like you're posting on someone's facebook wall true it's like this is like their yeah. dms you know this is how you were able just to be you, able me to in the messenger yeah and it's <laughs> like you're a woman and like women were you know far had far less power than they do now so being so powerless and and also i i'm always fascinated by the idea of like our divorce rate dropping the way that it has um or the divorce rate growing the way that it had mm-hmm. um over the last decades and i i always say there's like a correlation to like women's empowerment um to the divorce rate because women had other options like women didn't have to stay in their marriages and so I think when you go back that far it's like oh man yeah they can leave they can actually get out of the things that they thought they were trapped by yeah you didn't have the right to vote you didn't have the right to be a part of society so it's like the idea that you're going to leave and go be with some other woman like that was not that was not even a part of the conversation Mm, I can't wait for this movie with like Emma Stone and someone oh gosh (laughs) Emma Stone (laughs) and uh, and um, uh, And Emma Watson there I cast it okay Ellen Page the Emmas you know whatever (laughs) all right We have to take a break. (laughs) We'll take a quick break. Um, When we come back, uh, we've got a cool story that Allie found that's, it's cool, but interesting and confusing at the same time. Our LGBT, is LGBT acceptance like declining with younger folks? We'll figure out what exactly that means from a new study. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. We were talking uh, on the air and then off the air about how I never really knew that the president, Donald Trump... Uh, is even skeevier than I thought because he's made some super creepy statements about his daughter and how attracted he is to her yeah. and how much he loves her body. And wouldn't you know it, Ginger Justin was able to pull some some audio to c- corroborate this. Yeah, it's a it's a very creepy thing, and I don't know if like I I guess uh, some people don't know this, but like he's been on talk shows talking about this and like talking about how hot she is and talking about. <laughs> what he has in common with her. Um, Justin, can you play the Wendy Williams clip first? DNA. DNA. That's what you have in common. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the, wait, before we go into the clip, was this while he was running? Before no, he no, was no. running? These this are, was way before? This is way before, when he when people were still having him on talk shows, you know. Um, when right. he was, I mean, but people probably had him on talk shows when he was maybe running in the primary, right? Well, yeah, but like, I mean, he started losing friends pretty quickly, because you remember his first rally, um, which was actually three years ago last week, um, his first campaign stop with the extras and all that kind of stuff with the fake people in the audience is where he was calling Mexicans rapists and, and murderers. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, and so like people kind of started canceling him pretty quickly thereafter. But like, for so this years, is when he still had friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this exactly. is when he still had friends. This is what he was saying yeah. when he still had friends. Okay. So we have the view one first, apparently. Okay. So let's play that. I want to listen to this. 
No, if oh, she posed, it would be fine. But if they put her picture yeah, on... Yeah, but it depends on what goes inside the magazine. Well, see, that's inside her gripe. Right. That's right. this girl's gripe. And, and people assume nothing. there'll be nude, nude photos. Right, you do assume that with Playboy. Okay, she but if there weren't, Playboy... you wouldn't have an issue with it then. If they were using her to... I don't think Ivanka would do that inside the magazine, although she does have a very nice figure. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? <laughs> Stop it! Stop you it. know what? You are moving sick. Yeah. 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 You're known for saying yeah. outrageous things, Mr. Trump. Who is Woody Allen? So, so that conversation they're talking about like uh, photos in Playboy and whether or not Ivanka would pose or something and he's like talking about how great her body is and I'm just like who does that? Right, exactly. Well, I so, mean, you know, when you think about these I know this wasn't when he was running but then when you do decide to run they talk about smear campaigns where you're trying to dig up a bunch of dirt. He just is smearing himself. Oh yeah, I mean like, all he's of these just, things are... All of these things like came up in the campaign, but like every nothing really sticks to him. There's a clip from Wendy Williams when they were playing a guessing game. Here's that. We want to know a little bit more about you guys, so we play this game here. It's called Fave Five. I'll ask the question. Oh. Ivanka, you answer first, and then Dad, you answer oh, also. Okay, Ivanka, <laughs> what's the favorite thing you have in common with your father? Either real estate or golf. <laughs> Donald, with your daughter. Well, I was going to say sex, but I can't relate that. <laughs> Oh like, lord, creeper! Yes. I uh, yeah, real estate and golf is actually just as creepy as <laughs> well, my opinion. You know. Um, money and money. Okay, <laughs> we'll take, we'll Wendy, take a quick, thanks. We'll take a quick break when we come back. Our LGBT is LGBT acceptance declining with young folks. That's next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new Channel Q. We're so happy we've been able to have this time together. And uh, if you want to continue following the show, that was very, very Carol Burnett of me. I was thinking Mr. Rogers. I was like, are you going to change your sweater and, <laughs> and put on some new sneakers? I actually should change my sweater simply because there's a salad stain on it. Okay. Yeah, you get now you get that visual even though we're not in the same space. I know. Uh, so you can continue to follow the show at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we actually, I'm just going to tweet out the closet watch story that we covered a little less than a half an hour ago about the lesbian couple that existed in the White House. There, If Pete Buttigieg would not be the first openly gay person to be in the White House if he is elected president, it's Rose Cleveland. So read all about that. And I'm sure you can listen back to the love letter that I read live on the air if you go back to listen to the podcast. I drop and I will the subject. say, Allie, that was a pretty good read. It was. It, I was inspired by your work. <laughs> That's why I went to acting school. Yeah. <laughs> to use it sporadically in situations like this. <laughs> so to na- read love, later, lo- love letters from the 1800s. Yes, exactly. It's what I trained to do. So I hate to bum people out, but there is a new startling poll that was just released by GLAAD about LGBTQ acceptance among younger Americans. And I know you'd like to think, hey, younger people, they're a little more woke. They, they, There's a lot more transparency. You can get information more easily now so people are aware of other cultures and maybe they're not so hateful and maybe they're just more inclusive and accepting. Well, not according to this uh, poll, right? It it's- is... Go ahead. It, well, I mean, they said that it's the number has dropped from... of This is for people... People who are accepting of LGBTQ 
individuals. The number dropped from 53% last year to 45% this year. So young people, specifically in the millennial age range, are less accepting over time. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting poll. Um, they've been doing this over the course of two years, and it's saying like it's a it's kind of trending in that direction. So that's interesting. And you were saying in the break, like they they pulled nineteen hundred and seventy people, so it's like maybe you got the wrong ones. Um, yeah, but I you just also, got a bad batch. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of bad batches. I, the other part of this that I w- would you know have some more questions on though is like what are the indicating factors of why these people are, are making these choices? The last um, paragraph says the index comes amidst a number of anti LGBTQ violence and discrimination incidents just last year reported hate crimes rose 17% making it a third consecutive year that such crimes increased and so that paired with you know we have a president who rails against trans people and a vice president who hates LGBT people um, and we see all kinds of laws that are are coming up and all those different things I could see that making people um, more averse to wanting their the of, of being more averse to LGBTQ things because the way that the study is conducted is it asks how you would feel um, about different scenarios if you, learning that a family member was LGBTQ learning my doctor was LGBT having hmm. LGBT members of my, at my place of worship, seeing an LGBT co-worker's wedding picture, all these different things. And so I can imagine people seeing these different scenarios and being like, well, I wouldn't want my sister to be gay right now, or I wouldn't want my my brother to be trans right now, or whatever. So hmm. it's a, there's other questions that come out of this data that I would have. Right, yeah. I mean, or it could just be that stupid thing that young people do, where it's like, as soon as other people think it's cool, I don't think it's cool anymore. I mean, I could see that, but I also recognize like there's also, and I, I wish I had it in front of me, but I know that there's a study that shows that there's a a higher, a growing instance of younger people identifying as LGBTQ. And so I think a lot of that has to do with being able to see it more in media and recognizing it in themselves a little bit more early. Right. Um, and being able to say like, oh, that's me or like, that's what I'm feeling. Because I know for myself, like I didn't see LGBT people on television until I was a teenager. And that was for me what helped me to recognize like oh that's what this is i'm like those people and especially lgbt people of color absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah. so i mean like and then now like to the the point that you're making is that people are seeing these crazies in office that have power and they're saying like being gay is bad and so they're getting that that they're being given a place in the media so then people are listening to them yeah and which is unfortunate I'd actually like to talk to someone from GLAAD about about this study and and what they're finding. Yeah, because I am not GLAAD. Yeah, well, we're seeing like so much more representation of LGBTQ people in, I mean, in, in television, in film, in you know, radio. Uh, I don't hey, know if anybody heard that. They're letting new, gays talk on the radio now. Yeah, exactly. There's a new radio station that's the first and only that's you know across the country for LGBT people mm-hmm. on FM radio. So giving like, everyone a voice. Giving everyone a voice. Do it, <laughs> Allie. Do it. Giving everyone a voice. <laughs> Yep, that's us. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think I think representation is always really important. But um, maybe we can grab grab someone from Glad to come on and talk to us a little bit more about this. Yeah, and grab another two thousand people from somewhere else. <laughs> And do a redo. I want to recount. It's not fair. (laughs) All right. Uh, It's been great hanging with you today. Like I said, if you want to catch up on anything you missed, you can search Drop the Subject wherever you find your podcasts or on radio.com. You can catch up on everything. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. And I'll see you tomorrow, Jarrett. I'll see you tomorrow, live from New York. Thanks again to our folks from Alt 92.3, New York's new alternative. Thanks for having us here. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Drop the Subject. 
On the next show, I'll be joined again by comedian Justin Martindale. And then I'll be live with Allie from New York while I'm here covering World Pride. We'll get into the weekly gay AMA, the Ask Me Anything of Gayness. And what makes a gay icon? A new survey says the LGBTQ community might not be in agreement. But we're all in agreement about Bert and Ernie, right? I mean, icons. I mean, obvi. I think that was the name of their adopted son. We'll see you then. Drop the subject. Weekdays, 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern on the new Channel Q.